The Lord's going to help us tonight. Judges chapter 7. I'll begin with verse 16, and I'll just read down through verse 18 from Judges chapter 7. I wish Brother Ben Smith would have given me a heads up tonight, and I would have preached an old one that you guys have all heard, and you could have acted like it was the first time you had heard it and rejoiced with me. I come tonight with a fresh word from the Lord, and I pray that I pray that the Lord helps us. Judges chapter 7 and verse 16. And he divided the 300 men into three companies, and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, Look on me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpet. Also on every side of all the camp. And say the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. It's almost a strange text here of preparing for battle, I, I would think that most likely I would think I would want to, if it was in this day, and this was, you know, before modern weaponry, I would want a good sword and a good spear and maybe a good shield. But Gideon doesn't put a sword in their hand and doesn't put a shield in their hand and doesn't put a spear in their hand. But he hands them a trumpet, a lamp, and a clay pot, a pitcher. With the help of the Lord tonight, I'm going to preach for a little bit. Trumpets, lamps, and clay pots. Lord, help us tonight. To speak what you have laid up on our heart, I pray, Lord, that through your word and by your spirit and power tonight, God, that where my inabilities become clear, the spirit of the Lord comes through. And you speak to this congregation tonight, God, that what you want to speak to them through your spirit and by your word now. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Dylan was urging me to sing tonight, but I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. In the sixth and seventh chapters of the book of Judges, we find this very familiar story of Gideon, who God called a mighty man of valor. His story is all, almost unbelievable, simply because Gideon was not a warrior or a great military commander. He was a farmer who was hiding his wheat crop from the Midianites who had conquered Israel. And he was hiding behind a wine press while threshing his wheat when the angel of the Lord appears unto him. Gideon wasn't prepared to take the reins of commanding an army. He, he was leading a simple life, he, existing from day to day as God provided him 
the means to do so. He, he, he just went about his daily routine of plowing and planting and harvesting. He, he never once thought about becoming a deliverer of his people or a great leader. In, in his own eyes, Gideon was even less. He was less than nothing. He had no power within himself, no, no knowledge of warfare or tactics, no education in the use of weaponry, and no ability to lead men into battle. In other words, he was just a common citizen trying to get by the best way that he knew how. But God saw something different in Gideon. Gideon uh, had something in him that that nobody else could see, but God saw it. God saw it in him. God saw that Gideon was nothing in his own eyes. He was humble. He was a humble man. That He saw that he was nothing in his own eyes, but also that he was nothing in the eyes of other men. He was not exalted. Gideon was the least likely of all his brethren, since he uh, even said that he was the least in the tribe, the tribe of Manasseh, and that his family was poor, and even among that small tribe, that he was the least of the least in the tribe. This is certainly nobody that would qualify for leadership, No, nobody that would qualify to lead uh, anybody, much less lead an army. Uh, lead an army against such a powerful, a powerful force as the Midianites. I, I'm reminded of the words of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthian church in the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. He says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that uh, not many wise after the flesh, and not many wise or noble or mighty are called, but that God chose the foolish things to confound the wise and that God chose the weak things of the world to confound those that are mighty. There's still hope for some of us. I thank the Lord that he doesn't choose us based on our ability. That God sees in us what we may not even see in ourselves, and God sees in us what maybe other people failed to see. And based on the things of this world which are despised, God hath chosen you and me, and He chose Gideon uh, to bring to naught the things that uh, no flesh should glory in his presence. Uh, the apostle said uh, he, he, is, he is setting us up to understand clearly here that God is able to use those that uh, are willing to be obedient to God's plan no matter how strange and weird and odd that it may be. If it was me, I, I certainly would have not been calling down the size of the army. I, I wouldn't have been telling 10,000 that they were too large and taking it down to three to, 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 to a few hundred or to down particularly down to 300. My goodness, what was Gideon thinking as he is taking these men and telling them, if anybody's afraid, let them go. And, and, and then if you want to drink water certain ways, you, you can go. I, I, would have been, I would have been running around with campaign signs. I would have been saying, make Israel great again. I would have been running 
all over. I, I would have. I would have been trying to get people on my team. I, I, I would have been calling people together. I, I would have been, I would have been, I certainly wouldn't have been trying to figure out ways to thin down the size of the army. But it was not Gideon's plan. It's God's plan. And God's saying, I'm seeing a man with very little ability. He couldn't handle 10,000 uh, anyway. He, he's going to do, he's going to have a hard enough time handling the 300 that I'm going to put in his hand. But if he'll just listen and do what I'm telling him to do, then I will do something great for them. God's view of who is useful in the kingdom of God is, is very different from the way that we look at who is useful in the kingdom of God. For men look on the outward appearance, but, but God, he, he looks beyond and looks into the heart. Thank God he knows the thought and intent of our heart. We, we look at those who have talent, but uh, God, uh, God looks differently. We look for the, for the uh, influential. We look for those who are great speakers and those with high education. We look for those that, uh, that, that everyone would call the beautiful people, you know, the, the people everybody wants to be friends with and, and, and the movers and shakers and, and those that could draw a crowd. But God's never been, uh, in, in never chose his, his, his people in such a way. As a matter of fact, he said, I, I want to see if those will get down and even lap water like a dog. My goodness, what, what in the world? Surely there's a more sophisticated way, but God is saying, I'm looking for people with specific traits because when I call them and ask them to do what I'm going to ask them to do, they are going to have to be willing and humble to allow themselves to follow very clearly what they are asked to do. Let me tell you that God doesn't look for uh, in people what we look for in people. God looks for a willing vessel. But more than that, God looks for a vessel that is broken and powerless without him. If you're in the house tonight and you feel like you're the least likely to succeed, the least talented, the have the least amount of ability, you, you may be the very person that God chooses. It may be that you may be the next Moses that he calls, that, that has a stutter on the backside of a Midian desert, and he calls him out from a burning bush, and he calls him to go and lead the people of God out. Don't count yourself out. All of us pray to be more like Jesus. All of us have whispered that prayer in some fashion. And, and, and we say, Lord, make me what you want me to be, less of me and more of, of, of you. Every Christian who truly wants to walk with Jesus from, from time to time, we're going to pray that kind of prayer. I, I, I like what uh, the book uh, God's uh, Eye View says. It says, less is better and nothing is best. That, that's a kind of a... A, a unique way of saying it. I, I don't want to say uh, uh, I need a lot of me, but I want to say I need less of me. But the truth is, is none of me is even better if I can just get to that point of not letting it have anything to do with my ability and do with my wants and desires. What uh, the writer is saying here is that uh, God will use those vessels who are powerless but are willing to not take any credit but to point all the credit to the Lord. 
Because when you're up against odds that you know you cannot win against a Midian army and there's 10,000 fearful and afraid people that are willing to go to battle, Gideon must have had something in his spirit that just kind of said to him, these 10,000 are going to lose. But when we do this God's way, we're going to call down to 300 and we're going to be victorious because when we have God's plan, things are going to turn out God's way. God sometimes will just wait and allow us to drain our resources. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He'll let us drain our abilities and exhaust our strength and come to the end of our rope. And then when we've done all we can do with no avail, we will bow our heads and surrender to him. And that's when God will take over to move on our behalf and accomplish his will. But it's not until we reach the point that we've spent all we have. It's the lady with the issue of blood that spent all that she had. It's all through the scripture. It's when you get down to where you'd have nowhere else to go to. The old songwriter wrote a song when you've tried everything and everything has failed, try Jesus. It's just human nature. We don't have to wait until we get there, but sometimes God lets us wait until we get there before he comes on the scene and says, now I will send your help. Now I will send your healing. Now I will give you victory, but not until you reach a point of not being able to take any of the credit on your own. That's the kind of odds the people of God were against. Gideon's army could not possibly win against the Midianites. God chooses to use these earthen vessels called our, the, the body of flesh. It's, it's an imperfect uh, thing that God chooses to use, the corrupted body that is destined to return to the earth. Yet God will use this flesh to do whatever he will when we subject ourselves to his plan. He, he places his spirit within our hearts and we are held captive inside this this imperfect clay vessel. The spirit of God is there. A, a, A perfect Lord living inside of imperfect clay. Think about that now. A perfect God living inside an imperfect vessel. Now Gideon is now in this text going to to, to use clay pots and and he's going to use trumpets and he's going to use lamps. And, and, And here now, if I may draw a parallel, Gideon's army of 300 men was divided and every man was given a trumpet. The trumpet uh, were well, the, the the trumpets were likely left behind when other soldiers had returned uh, home under God's direction. But now three hundred men all have a trumpet, and at once they were to blow this trumpet. They were to do it at the direction of Gideon. Gideon tells them, "When I give you the call, I want you to blow the trumpet. Everybody blows it at one time." Now, there's something significant in the strategy. Here it is that the trumpeter, of course, not every man in an army carried a trumpet, many of them carried a sword, but not this army. This army all carried trumpets because there was going to be confusion that was going to be created. It was part of the strategy. God has always used a strategy to confuse the enemy. Uh, 
I hope you know where I'm going with this tonight. Uh, God chose to, to, to th- that they would all have a trumpet in their hand because for every trumpeter, there was a whole company of men that would follow the direction of their trumpeter. And their trumpeter would blow. And it was in strategy of army and military of that day that they would blow the trumpet and it would give signal to all of the men that were following. They would know when to move forward and when to move back by the notes of the trumpeter. But Gideon tells them all 300 of them blow the trumpet. It's going to confuse the enemy. When they hear 300 trumpets, they're going to expect an army of 30,000 plus men that are going to be camped on the hillside. He says when they hear 300, it's going to confuse them. Can I pause just a moment to preach just a few moments to you about what I really believe this is connecting us to? There are some folks that are good at giving praise to the Lord. Look at your neighbor and tell them your praise confuses your enemy. I've always wondered about that statement, but I want to point it out to you tonight. When you learn that you can praise God on a bad day, and the enemy's expecting you to stay home from church, but you show up on a Sunday night when it would feel better for your body for you to be at home laying in bed, but you chose to get up and to come out to the house of the Lord and to give God a sacrifice of praise and to clap your hands and to lift your voice and to shout hallelujah, your adversary is going to be confused by your praise. And here's another thing you got to think about. There's always some praisers when you get together with God's people, but there's also some folks that, that, that they don't do too much praising. But Gideon said, here's what we're going to do in order to win this, uh, this battle against this oversized, unstoppable army. It is going to take 100% participation. He gave 300 men 300 trumpets, and he said, I want every last one of you to blow the trumpet when you you are given the signal. I just wonder tonight what would happen in this house if about 150 or 180 or 200 people that may be gathered in this house would take your trumpet of praise and there wouldn't be one that sit there and said, I'm not very good at blowing my trumpet. But if everybody tonight in this house would begin to give glory to the Lord, the devil would think that there was a, there was a massive army that is going to overtake the city of Frankfurt tonight somebody ought to shout unto the Lord and give him praise on your bad day on your weak day on your trouble day on your day you don't feel like it you ought to give him praise anyway for he's worthy oh go ahead and give God a shout of praise tonight So he gives them a trumpet and he tells them, when I give you the signal, in unison we're going to blow. And we're going to blow all the way around the Midianites. They gathered to the north and the south and the east and the west. And when the Midianites heard the sound of the trumpet... 
it caused them to shudder in fear. For they were surrounded surely by thousands of people and were going to die. Now God not only directed Gideon to give them trumpets, but he also said to give them a lamp. Now the lamp in this text is very significant for thy word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a a light unto my path. It has always been that the light of, of, of God is the word of God and the spirit of God. It is the movement of God. It is the work of God. It is the power of God. It is what God is wanting to do in and through and among his people. He gave them a lamp and the lamp that they had was to shine bright in every army. There were those that would carry the torch. Not every man carried a torch, but some of them carried the torch. There was a few that carried the torch, and those men that carried the torch were to hold the torch high, and all of those in his company, the trumpeter would blow, and the torch bearer would hold high the torch, and it would light the way for all of those in the company, and the company would begin to follow through, and it would light the path and the way they would follow the light of the torch, and it's strange here in this text perhaps to see that that uh, they were all given a lamp they were all given a torch it was handed to them and and they were all to take the torch and they were all to lift the torch and to hold the torch but the torch you see uh, the torch was not to be made visible for they also were given a clay pot they were given a pitcher, and the pitcher was to cover up the, cover up the lamp and make the lamp invisible. It was so that the light of the lamp would not show forth. They would not be able to see that there was a lamp. They are positioned now on the hillside around the Midianites. And here they are on the hillside, lamp in hand, trumpet in hand, pitcher in hand. The lamp is lit. The pitcher is put over the top of the lamp and it is holding that light on the inside it is a beautiful beautiful picture now of what you and I can see that the the work of the Holy Ghost is within the earthen vessel of our house of clay somebody ought to say amen so this picture now that is painted so graphically in the word of God is speaking so clearly of this earthen vessel the Bible says for we have this treasure, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power of God may not be of us. You see, if it was of us, then then what would be seen now would be the earthen vessel, not the power, not the light that is within on the inside of the earthen vessel. Am I making any sense with you tonight? Are you with me? Now, we have within this earthen vessel this flesh wherein the Bible said dwelleth no good thing. You need to look at your neighbor and say nothing good. Nothing good in this flesh. Nothing good here. I, I'm the least likely to succeed. There's nothing 
nothing good here. I, 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 I don't have the ability. There, there's nothing good. But on the inside of me, there is something that people cannot see. For it's hidden by this earthen vessel. What you don't understand is you may not see beauty on my face, but I've got beauty on the inside. What, what you do not see is I, I, there's no greatness about me, but on the inside, oh, you just don't know. For the creator of the universe, the one that flung the moon and the stars and put the galaxies into place, that God is living on the inside of me, not part of God, not a piece of God, not a little bit of God, not partial God, but it is God himself, Jehovah. God is now living on the inside of me by his spirit. When I was baptized in Jesus' name, received the infilling of the Holy Ghost, the gift of God, the Holy Ghost is now living in me. That power to resurrect the dead, that power to speak to the enemy, that power to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. That power is inside this earthen vessel. I, I may look like the least likely to succeed, but what you don't know is what's on the inside of me. And what's on the inside of me is covered up by this flesh. It's covered up by this, this failure. I keep making mistakes. I, I keep falling down. I, I keep struggling my way through. I keep fighting through this life, but on the inside of me, there is something that you cannot see amongst the middle of all of my failure and in the middle of all of my weaknesses and in the middle of all of my faults there is a light on the inside that has not been able to be seen yet but sooner or later there's going to be the moment that's going to come when the light is going to begin to shine through let me help you with this now so the light is inside of the picture. It's covered up. Now they could have taken, Gideon could have given them direction and said, when you blow the trumpet, then I'm going to give you a signal and we're going to lift the picture off of the lamp. And at that moment, the light is going to shine through. But he didn't. He said, I will give you a command. And at that moment, you are to break. Everybody say break it. You are to break. The earthen vessel. And until the earthen vessel has been broken by the holder, the light is not going to be able to show through. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. What I came to tell you tonight is some of you are going through some things in your life. Some of you have been battling depression and sickness and weakness. You have been pushed down to the very ebb of life. You wonder if anybody knows what's going on, but there is a light inside of you. And what the Lord is doing in you is there is the moment of breaking that the Lord is going to speak a word. And he's going to say, now when I break. At the moment that the pot breaks, at the moment that the whoop. 
at the moment of breaking of the flesh. It isn't until you have been broken that the light of God is going to be able to shine through. You have got to endure the breaking and God's not going to tell somebody else to do the breaking for you. You're going to have to do the breaking for yourself. But when you break the vessel, there is going to be a light of God that is going to begin to shine through. And when the light of God begins to shine through, there is a message sent to the enemy. And the enemy is going to say, if they've got that many trumpeters and they've got that many people that are carrying the torch, we have no opportunity to be able to defeat them. I wonder tonight how many people in this house would say, tonight's my night. I'm going to break myself on an altar I'll break myself tonight so that the light of God can shine through oh somebody lift your hands and give God high praise in the house oh go ahead and give him praise go ahead and give him praise I'm done. I'm finished preaching tonight. But I feel like in the Holy Ghost tonight, there's some folks that need to begin to blow your trumpet in Zion. There's some folks tonight that need to break your clay pot. You need to let what's on the inside of you begin to show on the outside. And confusion is going to happen in the camp of the enemy. And he's not going to know what's come against him in the city of Frankfurt. He's not going to know what he's up against. Because the battle isn't yours. But it belongs to the Lord. Somebody lift your voice. Somebody lift your voice. Some of you have been going through literal hell in this life. But I come tonight to tell you if you'll let your, that, that vessel be broken tonight and let the glory and the light of God begin to shine through, you're going to walk out of this doors and you're going to walk into a home tonight and there's going to be a liberty and a victory in your home because the enemy's going to flee because your praise and your worship is going to frighten and confuse him until he'll turn on himself. That's right. God's going to fight your battle you don't need a weapon all you need is your praise and you need an altar of breaking and God will come through on your behalf why don't you reach over to that neighbor and lay hands on them right now all over this building there's not room for everybody to get to the front but right where you are in your pew right now maybe somebody next to you has been going through it maybe somebody's been sick maybe somebody's been going through the pressure you want to just lay hands on them and pray for them ask them can I pray over you can I pray for you right now come on there's a breaking going to happen in the house God's light's going to come through Yes. 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 Come on.
Come on, fill this house with praise. I wonder what would happen if 100% of the folks in the room, if every man would blow the trumpet, if every man would blow the trumpet, if every man would break the pitcher. Yes. It's what I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. what I do. It's what I do. It's what I do. It's what I do. Yeah. Praise is what I do. It's what I do. It's what I do. Come on, it's going to confuse the enemy tonight. Find somebody else to lay hands on and pray for tonight. Grab your neighbor and pray for him right now. Come on, we're breaking some things tonight. The light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ shall break through. Yes. It's what I do. What I do, yes, yes. Praise will take you through. Praise will take you through. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. It'll take you through. It'll take you through. It'll see you through it. Yes, 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 yes. 